guys and gals. Welcome to C plus K, aka Cultivate and Keep. It's your boys, Jeremy and Corey. What's up? What's up? All right. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? What's up? It's your boys. Yeah, I know. It's us. That was odd. It was like almost a wrap, but kind of not. Well, in my mind, it wasn't going to be that at all. I was going to say, like, welcome. And then right when you said go, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling it. Just go for it. I so like I went it. for that. And then as I started progressing, I was like, ooh, I'm kind of flowing right now, you know? <laughs> kind of in my pocket, you know? It so got, It got better over time, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I want to pride myself on my, like, speaking, you know, rapping skills. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal, you know? You do what you can. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. I like it. Well, I have a question for you, sir. Okay. Would you rather, for the rest of your life... Oof. I hate these. Wear sweatpants... Or wear slippers. So the only pants you can wear are sweatpants or the only shoes you can wear are slippers. Here's an important question. Yep. I'm not wearing the same pair, right? I just got to wear like that type of clothing. Sure. We'll we'll allow it. Sweatpants for sure. Yeah. Why is that? Because when it's really hot, I don't want to wear shoes, especially slippers. I want to wear flip flops. (laughs) When it's really hot, you want to wear sweatpants? Let's look at the sweats I'm wearing right now, Corey. Okay. Yep. If I just pull them up a little bit, I make them a little like capris, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And sweatpants are awesome. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about you? I dig it. I think, honestly, I would have to go with slippers. Because hmm. um, I feel like there is a, actually a really good range of slippers out there. You know, you have like the real That's trashy like Walmart slippers. You have slides. But then you have the kind of high-end slippers a little bit more fancy that maybe you could even pull off for dress shoes like loafers yeah. yeah like loafers exactly i think you've done that before actually i used to rock loafers all the time <laughs> but were they really loafers or they were, were they so slippers? swaggy oh my gosh were they fuzzy on the inside yeah they're more loafers they weren't really slippers mm, okay. they looked like moccasins but like leather and they're like dress shoes yeah Dude, i used to remember those were so sick yeah, you know I funny? remember them. They were like <laughs> three sizes too big, though. <laughs> My brother-in-law gave them to me, and he's like six something, and yeah, that'll make they're sense. They're just way too big, but I rocked them. They were so cool. I respect it. Of course you did. They were awesome. I respected it. I remember um, one time when I was still trying to figure out my whole uh, fashion. I wore um, <laughs> jeans with like slippers, like mm-hmm. moccasins, but I kind of thought that they were more like loafers. And uh, it took a couple of times for someone to say, hey, you know, those are slippers, right? <laughs> Where were you wearing them at? School. Nice. Yeah. Like high school or college? High school. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you figured out your fashion before college. <laughs> yes. By college, I think I had it pretty down. Yeah. Now it's far simplified and actually I don't care as much yeah, anymore same. either. But I still feel like I got a good, you know, today I've got slippers. Actually, since, I think since uh, we kind of moved past this whole like gloomy stage here in san diego i have only worn flip-flops hmm. for you it's been about a month now maybe three weeks but you still wear that um sweater every day <laughs> yes i it's very ironic i will go outside i will put my flip-flops on and a sweater with my shorts and t-shirt do you ever hang that up or just toss it on like somewhere in the house and you just pick it up or oh, this always gets hung up in the and closet or like low coat rack uh, coat rack. Mm. Flip flops always go in a bin nice. by the door. Shorts always go on top of the coat rack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they don't get put away. If I'm being nice. Honest. 
Okay, good to know though. So we've got a sweatpants and we've got slippers. Yeah. Oof. Now I want to change, but I probably won't. Like change my decision. Not go change my pants. Mm. Okay, I was gonna say it's like you're thinking. No, I think sweatpants, sweatpants is good. Yeah, sweatpants. Yeah. I respect it. I, there's some swaggy sweatpants out yeah. there too. Like these. Yeah. Those are nice. These like are it. not mine. I think these were a woman's. I'm not sure whose. <laughs> not sure whose. That sounds really weird. Uh, yeah. Like Con- Connie came home from a friend's house and had them. Uh, and I was like, right. hey, you want these? And I was like, cool. Right. Okay. Well, it's kind of big on me. <laughs> so what friend funny. of hers was taller than me? Most of them. Okay. Let's, let's get going, Corey, because yeah. I'm just blabbering. Well, let's not procrastinate anymore and get into today's topic, which is dun, dun, dun. how to not procrastinate or how to stop procrastinating we'll see what we end up going with the title but i want to talk about procrastination i don't know about you but um procrastination is not something that uh i am immune from and i feel like over the years i've gotten much better but it's one of those things that just like if it never gets away from you everyone deals with Mm -hmm. i don't know do you feel like you struggle with procrastination um, honestly, not r- really. I mean, if, to some extent, yes. Um, but I never really struggled that bad with it. I think, you know, when you're younger, I feel like this is like a really common thing. Everyone like in high school, you know, you put your homework off, you don't want to do it. Um, I was a kind of student, like, uh, we went to school Tuesday through Thursday. We were homeschooled Friday through Monday. And I would do my, all of my homework for the whole weekend, Thursday night. A lot of times, like that's just what I did. No way. Yeah. All the time. Um, or if it wasn't Thursday, it was all on Friday. I never did homework on Mondays. Wow. Um, Sorry, I was. In fact, like if I had like a bigger project, like a paper, I would o- almost always do on Sundays. I would never do on Mondays. Um, I kind of always been that way. I don't really know why. What I would say about myself now is I will tend to put off projects that overwhelm me. Like if I don't know what I'm doing, or if mm. it's like really, really like strenuous in my brain and just like hard for me. Yeah, I'll for sure per- procrastinate in that sense. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit of my kind of procrastination evolution over the years. Uh, growing up, I was homeschooled until sixth grade, and then I started going to a school two days a week, and I was kind of uh, um, I was procrastinated. You were challenged was, by that busy <laughs> schedule. I was, uh, and then I was homeschooled like part time, basically the other three days. And even going to school two days a week, I remember, it was uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday night was when I did all my homework, <laughs> and that was even like part time school, basically, and it's. I mean, it's middle school too, right? It's mm-hmm. not like super challenging stuff. By the time I came to Foothills in high school, I was a little bit better, um, but I still probably did all my ho- I didn't do all my homework Monday night, but I did it probably mostly, I mean, all on Monday still. Uh, by the time I got into college, I would do a lot of my homework during class, and then whatever didn't get done then, I would do the rest usually mm-hmm. a day or two before. Uh, make some final touches yeah. maybe an hour before and then kind of wrap it up. And now, I mean, there's certain things that I procrastinate on, but I feel like I have a pretty good uh, kind of discipline about, um, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I did struggle with it, uh, I felt like the only thing I could do was just kind of like force myself with sheer willpower to just like yeah. power through it. But it's like, actually, wait, no, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. kind of like tools strategies you can use to overcome procrastination mm-hmm. and i wish i would have known this a long time ago <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, I personally have for sure been on the side of like just like having like habits and like discipline to like do things at in a certain time 
but I definitely like even to this day like don't have a ton of like tools in my belt of like how to do how to do this like certain whatever I just I just know I have to do it so I just do it you know I've kind of always been that way like yeah just doing what's hard well that's probably discipline and strategy number one which is just to get into the habit of doing things right away Mm -hmm. on time I mean doing things forcing yourself Thursday night or Friday morning to just say okay I'm not going to do any homework on Monday, I'm going to do it all today or right now and just get it done. Mm-hmm. And then building that over time helps you just do things when you're supposed to. Yeah. And I think like, so for me, the I think the reason why I am the way I am is because, uh, I don't like having like a lot of things on my list. I don't like having like a task over my mind when I know it's due. I like, like to just get it done. Mm. Even for, for like a daily practical sense, like when I'm done working, um, I like, well, if there's like chores around the house or random tasks I have to do, like I will immediately do all those things before I like take a break or relax. Like I'm just not, I, that's how I am. And so I'll basically get everything done. So that way, like when I stop, I stop. And it's not like I take a break for an hour and then go back to doing chores, whatever. Um, but I think people are like fundamentally different in that way. Like Connie's not that way. Like she like goes home from work, will take a two hour, will want to take a two hour nap and relax and then do her chores. And she like, she like comes alive at night. So for her, it's like mm. eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. She's thriving. She wants to make a business plan. She wants to do all these things. And I'm like about to go to bed. And so right. I think a lot of it comes down to like, how are you wired? You know? And so she's like, she, she'd rather have a longer day with like gaps in between. And I'd rather have like a shorter work day to get it all done. You know? So for you, do you feel like it's like you do things right away because you don't like kind of the anxiety or like the thing kind of nagging at you behind? Or Absolutely. is it more that you, uh, oh or is it more that like, you you like doing things a lot i don't know like i think it's a, it's a combination um we, we've talked about the strength finders test my number one strength is achiever which means i like to get things done daily like mm, practical things right. and so um i think that for sure ties in with i i that paired with i also don't like like i said a growing list and like things on my mind so i like i cannot relax or whatever chill out until i know i've got my tasks done mm. and getting them done brings me like a lot of fulfillment and so i think those things pair nicely together for me at least so yeah you get a little dopamine hit every time you <laughs> yeah check it off the list yeah that was great Ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah one of the one of the things I, f- I didn't i didn't actually know that this was like a thing um but something i felt like I've, I've always been pretty good about is uh it's well what it's become and I, I think the best way to kind of describe it is um james clear who wrote atomic habits he has what he calls the two minute rule and again, this is something that I've done before. But I just didn't have like a name for it. Didn't know like it was like a thing. But the two minute rule states that when you start a new habit or when you're sitting down to try to do something, it should take less than two minutes to do or to start doing. So basically you can kind of like find like the, the really small version of anything and use that as kind of like the way to break the ice into actually doing that thing, right? So say for example, you were procrastinating washing the dishes. Well, maybe instead of just like thinking, okay, I'm going to wash the dishes when I wash like setting a time, okay, this one would do it. Or you're trying to think like, okay, how many dishes are there and how long it's going to take me and when should I do it? You just think, well, I'm just going to go over there and I'm going to um, like organize the dishes so that they're ready to clean. And maybe that little like organization, then you can either walk away from it and do it later or you can do it at your plan time. Or that becomes the thing that makes you feel ready to do it and kind of like pushes you into actually doing the thing you want to do, which was washing the dishes. So is that the reasoning behind his two minute rule is so that it will get you to finish the 
what you're doing or just yeah. to like take baby steps? Yeah. So in his context, he's mostly talking about habits, right? So he talks yeah. about like um, the two minute version of any habit. So uh, if you want to build a habit of reading before bed, then that habit becomes, you know, read one page basically. Or you want to do 30 minutes of yoga, it's take out your yoga mat, right? Study for class becomes open your notes. Fold the laundry becomes fold one pair of socks. Or maybe just get the laundry basket on mm-hmm. the bed, right? Run three miles becomes tie or put on your running shoes. He also, um, I remember one of, the, uh, one of the examples he's most proud of in his book is how um, this guy uh, who was really overweight, who wanted to lose weight, and he always went to the gym um, like, you know, once or twice a week but then he would stop going for months on end. And so he used kind of this strategy to just say, I'm going to drive to the gym. I'm going to walk through the door and I'm going to walk out and drive back home. (laughs) And I'm just going to do that for a week and build the habit of getting myself literally through Mm -hmm. the door. And then he ended up losing like over a hundred pounds and is really fit and has been an inspiration for a lot of other people. But all that to say, you know, I think that there, um, especially when you feel a lot of anxiety about doing something or starting something, if, especially if it was like a big project or like you said, if you didn't, if you're not sure really what it entails, um, just getting started is actually what you need to stop procrastinating. Mm-hmm. So if you just break it down into whatever that starting point is and doing that thing, it really helps you then do that thing or at least find the clarity to do it later and, mm-hmm. and not procrastinate. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Um, I feel like for me that, what wouldn't work for me i've read that book and i've tried this for like certain habits what i found was like starting almost every time made me like see it through see it through to completion like Mm -hmm. i wasn't the type that would just start like i want to go and put soap on my sponge and run the water and then stop doing dishes like i'm gonna just do it you know and i feel like that'd be the case for most people right like um it's gonna launch you into finishing yeah absolutely i mean that is kind of the point it's almost to like trick yourself a little bit but it's also to help you give you a tool to understand kind of uh, that it's not as scary as it is. You know, like Monique um, uh, wants to like redo her website and kind of relaunch it and build a bunch of new pages and stuff. And she was feeling really overwhelmed, was kind of procrastinating about it. And so I said, okay, literally all you should do is just pick a new template and just find something that you like. And then at like three hours later, she was like, okay, my website's done. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. yeah. You told me this. She yeah. was like, okay, well yeah. like here's this page. And I was just like, wow. Okay. That was, that was really fast. Um, very similarly. I mean, every time I sit down to like write a post, uh, usually what I'll do is I'll just write the title and then just write like a couple notes. And after I write a couple notes on the title, then I'm like, okay, we'll I have like this other thing. And then, oh, there's just one part, one include. Don't want to forget that. And then it's an hour later and I've written half the post mm-hmm. and I'm just in a state of flow, right? And so, but it, basically it's kind of like reframing your mind to not think about the entire elephant, but just taking a bite out of yeah. the elephant. Um, another thing that's worked really well for me in this area, um, in that book I read last year called The uh, Productivity Project, I forget uh, who it's yeah. by, um, but he talks a lot about like, to remain productive, like um, basically structuring out like your obviously your days and your weeks, and so have certain days for certain tasks. And so like, you know, everyone hates doing laundry, right? So he says like, I think it's I think for him is Sunday is like his maintenance day. So that's when he does all of his like cleaning and chores and shopping and laundry and whatever, all that stuff. And throughout the week, he like chooses certain items, like the, like the dishes, for example. He has like two other days a week where he does all the dishes and like whatever. So he just kind of he's very structured in how he does his tasks, and so. Uh, because he has a structure, he has a schedule, and he has a thing he follows. And so it's really routine, and there's, there's kind of like 
no procrastinating when it's when it's like a scheduled point in time to do it and so for him mm. that works for, for me that's worked as well a lot um and then overall just like having like a clear list of everything like on my mind like he also talks about in that book doing a thing called like um think he calls it a brain dump which i've heard before but like if your mind feels clustered and overwhelmed like basically put everything down like on a piece of paper and a google doc and just like get it out of your mind on paper and then start like making things a priority and i think just having a list and like a schedule when you do certain tasks like makes it it makes it like harder to procrastinate because you know what needs to be done and you kind of know like what's going to happen if you don't do it you know i think for me that's been a big reason why i don't like to procrastinate is because um i don't like the consequence of not of not getting it done you know in high school like i, I didn't like the idea of getting a bad grade or missing an assignment you know and i think nowadays like okay if, let's say i want to do work on my website right that's probably that's a great task that i would i often procrastinate on because it's overwhelms me and it's hard but i know like okay like the quicker i do this the quicker i'll see results which means hopefully more business so it's like the consequence of having less opportunity to earn to earn new business like that doesn't excite me but what does excite me is obviously growing and so mm. i think like looking at the negatives to not doing the thing you should be doing mm. is a great like motivator to yeah. not procrastinating yeah yeah like we said about um just go back to the kind of time blocking idea as well uh i mean i feel like personally tuesday nights for us has made it really easy to just like plan for it uh you know be able to i mean we've we've really never had a problem with cranking out an episode every week because we know Tuesday nights, mm -hmm. you know, now every other week is like, that's our thing. That's when we, you know, do the episodes record. So we're going to have things ready beforehand. And then there's no like procrastinating on recording the episodes. Cause we already know it's going to be disappointed time. Mm -hmm. Same thing for me with, uh, I feel like Monday nights have been like my kind of like maker nights where I'll just like write, build, plan new things that I just kind of like go crazy and catch up on all the things that I've been wanting to do. Um, and so that works really well. I've also heard, uh, I haven't done this and I feel like it's a really good strategy, but I heard someone else say that Wednesday night is like their chore night because they would always procrastinate on doing them on the weekends. They didn't like it because they felt like yeah. it's the weekend. Like I don't want to do that yeah, stuff. Heard that. So they just said, okay, Wednesday is when we're doing everything. We're doing our laundry, washing the dishes. We're going shopping. We're going to clean the house. And that way by the weekend, we don't have to do any of that stuff and we feel good about it. And mm -hmm. then they know, okay, when, every Wednesday, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, so that's definitely a good strategy, especially for the things you don't like. You know, a lot of menial tasks yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, I think that's a, um, yeah, that's a great tool to have. I think also, um, I think back to what I said a minute ago, just, just remembering like if, uh, like if the consequence versus like the reward for getting something done, like just, re just remember that. Like I think, I think more times than not, mm. like just, thinking about that can be a big like a big enough push to like wanting to get you to do something you know yeah well i mean i remember for uh like schoolwork right thinking about like okay well what's this going to do to my grade was like a big motivator <laughs> you know like mm. and i think that's actually what stops or what creates a lot of procrastination for people is they kind of block that out like they don't want to think about how bad it is or what i could do um because it's scary right but when, when you actually face it like here's act the actual consequences then that becomes the motivation to uh, stop your procrastination and get you started on, on that thing. Yeah. I think another good thing, um, like another good tool, like if it's, a, if you have a deal, if you're dealing with like a task that you have been putting off and don't want to do, I think like if it's possible, if you can to like do something to change the scenery, to like change up your routine. So that means getting out of the house, going to the beach, going to your favorite coffee shop, 
um, you know, working from the porch, whatever that is for you, like finding ways to be creative in your work environment, I think is very helpful. It's actually been very helpful for me as well. Like just literally changing my environment. And also, um, like if you are trying to tackle something that's not easy, like don't try to sit down and do it all at one time. Like take breaks, go on a walk, like do small things that will make a huge difference. Yeah. I, I, I found myself kind of like falling back into, uh, procrastinating on a lot of things at work. Um, and it literally just took me moving from my desk to my couch to be, feel like so inspired and like, so like, Oh, like why have I been putting this thing off? (laughs) And, um, I mean, it's a little bit more challenging right now because we can't go to a coffee shop. We can't go to a restaurant to a park or, you know, out somewhere where we can work from. Um, and so I found it even important just to find new places around our house or like for me, my kind of three spots are, my desk, my couch, and the porch, or my little balcony. And if I can just kind of rotate through those places, then each one of those gives me kind of like a second and third wind to mm-hmm. work on different things and tackle new projects and open up a new document. And um, I find especially for more like creative work, you know, where you're writing or you're doing some critical thinking or designing something, right? Uh, it is, it's especially useful to get yourself in a new yeah. environment because that way you d- you're not in the same old mindset. Mm-hmm. You kind of uh, release yourself to think differently and kind of get out of your yeah. own box, out of your own head. Yeah, for me, um, this is actually funny because we've always talked about like how we both work from home, but I think now probably a lot of people are like, work, you know, oh, re- yeah. relating to this. And I think, so for me, uh, I've, uh, before I read, uh, I think it, I don't know if it was James Clear's book or maybe it was the other one I just mentioned, but before I read those books, I would like just literally work through the day. When I would start in the morning, I wouldn't stop. I would eat one at my desk and whatever. And I started like taking an actual break, like lunch break, and then like throughout my day, I'll, I'll like find reasons to kind of get up and walk around the house or like go outside. And it's it's insane the difference it makes. Like it's really crazy just having like a structured lunch break and whatever. Super like practical, like kind of low level things, I feel like. But I feel like a lot of us don't do them. And I think the... Well, they're easy to forget. It makes a big difference. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll just be sitting at my desk and I'm just like banging in my head like, oh, I don't want to do this thing or what do I need to do? And then I'm like, oh, go move to the couch. <laughs> and I'll go move to the couch. And then always, it's like, it's the weirdest thing. I'm just like, okay, yeah. here's this thing. Here's that thing. Open this tab. Knock that out. Do this. Answer email. <laughs> and um, and it's done before I know it, you know? Oh, another thing I want to add in, and I've always done this, but do the hardest task first. Or mm. I think, okay, do it when you when you know you are at your like best productive yeah. le- level. Totally. For me, it's in the morning. Like I'm an early brewer, like I just I'm more motivated in the morning, so always do my most challenging task first. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a, a caveat to that that like um do like your most important and effective work first too. Yeah. Because I mean yeah, sometimes yeah. like for me, like the the hardest thing is like going through email, <laughs> but it's not always like a, a high yeah. leveraged um, yeah. thing. You know, it's just like responding to people or just like deleting things. And so I don't want to waste like my most critical productive hours doing something that's kind of mindless. You know, you want to spend catch, it Corey. on something that actually expends a lot of mental energy. Yeah. It's good. One of the other things uh, that I've been especially practicing and learning more recently again uh, is just removing distractions. Um, even if that's, you know, noises, especially your phone, you know, notifications, but even people, uh, it could be just like screens or having multiple screens as we're recording. I think there's like four screens in front of us. I don't know what it's been like for you. I have two screens on my desk, but sometimes I'll just, again, take my laptop and go to the couch and I just have one screen and it makes it a little bit easier to focus. 
Um, but removing any sort of distraction uh, makes it a lot easier to to stop procrastinating because distractions are like the procrastination tools. <laughs> you know, like what do you do when you're procrastinating? You go on your phone. You listen to something. Mm-hmm. You talk to someone. You're just dist- you're literally distracted by something. Yeah. Um, and so removing them, whatever that means for you can also just be the catalyst you need to stop procrastinating. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Cool. The uh, One of the other ones I feel like has been something that I actually I was thinking about, but I didn't really, um, I'll, I'll tell a more practical story on the next one, but uh, it's a little bit less like practical, but just getting accountability or having some sort of like accountability mechanism. So having someone check in on you, like that's a very like practical kind of high touch way, but also, I mean, maybe just having like a reminder on your phone or having something that kind of, uh, I mean, telling someone, Hey, I'm going to do this thing by this date. And then asking them to remind you or check in on you on that thing. Um, but that can also be a good way to remove that procrastination is if someone's kind of like not over your shoulder, not micromanaging, but someone who you know and trust who is going to like put you in line when you need someone to say, hey, dude, it's time to start working on this or why haven't you done this yet? Yeah, I agree. And I think also like setting yourself like some kind of uh, reward, like, you know, if uh, almost like creating like a, like a competition between you and that person, like, hey, like if I don't do this, then I, I owe you 10 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you're if you're a big shot, 100 bucks, you know, um, <laughs> and if you do do it, then some kind of reward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's accountability to yourself, you know, like kind of like you said, I mean, if you struggle with um, maybe like with distractions and watching TV, going on a phone, relaxing, taking a break before the important stuff, reward yourself with those things after you're done with them. Say, okay, I'm, I'm only going to do these things when these things are done. And that's going to be the thing that motivates me to stop procrastinating yeah. on the, on these things. Yeah. I think even like if also if you're in a situation to where like, uh, let's say it's like not a work thing. Like let's say it's just like a Saturday project you've been, you've been wanting to do around the house for a while, right? And in your mind, you can just tell yourself, okay, next Saturday, I'm going to work, you know, from eight to five. I'm just going to do it all day. Rather than doing that saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to put a time frame on it. I'm just going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it well too. And then if I get it done, let's say I can get it done at one instead of five. Well, then I have, you know, half of my day still left in the afternoon to do whatever I want. I'm going to go to the beach and go surfing or whatever. And then you yeah. reward yourself by doing that. Like literally today, I, um, I was really tired, didn't want to keep working, so I was eating my lunch, and Connie was like, oh, like, don't go back to work, like, he's still here with me, and I was like, no, like, uh, let me, like, go focus, get my work done, and then I'll take a nap after, <laughs> like, that's what I told her, and so, uh, I, like, ended up getting my stuff done by, like, 3.30, and so, 3.30, it was nap time, nice. and it was great, I was very happy. That's good. But rather than thinking, that, well, I'm just gonna work until 5, like, no, let me just get this done, and if I get it done in less time, great, I get a little reward, which today was a nap. Absolutely. Tomorrow, maybe the ice cream. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Um, one of my last kind of learnings uh, has just been creating urgency, whether that's like a real deadline or even kind of like a fake deadline that you self set for yourself. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned before, when I was a kid, especially early on when I was, uh, you know, in sixth grade, I think it was when I was going to school two nights a week and I would do my homework the night before. I mean, I had no problem just cranking through stuff. Like I would procrastinate up until that point. Actually, I think at that age, I wasn't even procrastinating. I was just like, didn't care that much. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll have enough time. Literally started on it at like, you know, eight, nine at night and then have to get through it. But I mean, notice how I think most people can agree the night before or like the last minute deadline 
is the best motivator to just get something done because you don't have any second thoughts about uh, dilly-dallying around, distractions. Like you just have to get it done. Um, now, you, but you, what you don't want to do is do things last minute all the time. So how do you create urgency without basically doing things at the last minute? Um, there's a couple of things, and I've actually experimented with this one before. It's called the Pomodoro Technique. Basically, you break your time into like these 30-minute boxes, which is pretty easy because uh, there's you know two of those blocks every hour, and usually we work eight hours a day-ish. So it's about 16 kind of blocks of time, or about 14, including uh, lunch, that you have to kind of break up your day. Um, and so with each one of those, 25 minutes goes to just working, and you set a timer, and then five minutes is a little break. And so you just work in these kind of 25 minute lumps and that makes it really easy to just crank out stuff and just say, okay, which task is going to go in this little slot, which task in that slot, which task in that slot. And now by assigning them, it makes it a lot easier to just kind of break through them. Um, and you kind of create like these mini deadlines throughout the day. Uh, but let's say that's kind of longer. Um, similarly to the first one and kind of uh, finding something to start with, you can also just break it down and give your deadlines for parts of things you're trying to do, right? So one of the things I felt like was, I didn't, I didn't um, actually achieve this until I was in college, but you know, if you're, if you have an essay due in a week or two, right, instead of just doing it all the night before, or even doing it early, you say, okay, Monday, I'm going to choose a topic. Tuesday, I'm going to create an outline. Wednesday, I'm going to do research and find sources. Thursday, first draft, Friday, second draft, you know, weekend, maybe it's the final touches and the final draft, right? But in that way, if you know, okay, I need to have this done by this day, you know if you're ahead or behind, and you can also keep yourself accountable to each one of those little deadlines and know that you're on track. Um, this was kind of the strategy that I used for when I created my first course, Mental Models for Marketing. Um, I had, I think I had the idea in August, um, and I wanted to make it as soon as possible. Like there was, I really wanted to launch it. I was really excited to launch my first course and just get it out there and start making some uh, some side money. But I kept procrastinating. <laughs> and it was definitely one of those things where I was like, this thing is so overwhelming. I don't know where to start, how to really do this. How should I do it? I just kept reading blog posts and listening to people. And then November rolled around. And I remember it was uh, November 3rd. And I was like, okay, you know what? If I want to do this thing by the end of the year, like, and I'm going to be really pissed at myself if I don't do this by the end of the year, then I need to just crank this out and set a deadline and have someone hold me accountable. So the next day, I posted to Twitter and I said, on December 3rd, I am launching this thing. I'm launching this course, Mental Models for Marketing, sign up here. Then I had people who I knew were kind of waiting on me. And then I actually had people reach out to me and were like, hey dude, like I love the public deadline. Also, how about if you don't make it, then you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you yeah. for suggesting that. Great idea. Um, and that was actually some good motivation because uh, I would have had to pay out like 300 bucks and I did not want to do that, especially with the money that I was going to make with the course. Um, but I also then broke it out. So I knew, okay, I'm not going to do this last minute. Uh, even though I've set a public deadline, I also knew, okay, if I'm going to do the pre-launch on the 18th, about halfway through, then I need to have an outline done to show in the pre-launch in order to get sales. So I knew, okay, I need to create the outline by the 18th and then by the 20 like second or 27 or 23rd I need to have the Google slides done because that I needed like a few days I figured like four or five days to actually record and it worked perfectly by December 3rd even though I had stayed up throughout the whole night I remember that <laughs> <laughs> which actually it wasn't I wasn't really working I was more like waiting for things to upload but by the third I had it all done and I launched 
And every one of those deadlines I hit because I knew ahead of time, um, I kind of created that urgency for myself. And, um, so yeah, anyways, great urgency, whether it's yourself or kind of this fake urgency, but I felt like that worked really well yeah, for me. I think it's a good example. I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, um, about getting back to like, you know, is the end result, like the end reward, like important to you? And like, let that be a motivator. Um, and like other consequences, like also a great enough push. And so for you, like the funny thing is you put yourself in that situation. And I think like, if you think about procrastination, like if you are someone that you aren't good at this, but you want to get better, like it's probably what it's going to take. You probably will need to put yourself, like you're going to have to force the growth upon yourself. Like kind of like you did. Right. Um, but it worked like it was a nice little motivator. You got out the door, you made some money, you didn't owe anyone any money. And then you like, hopefully maintained respect as you met the deadline. And so like all these things were great and good. Um, and you had like a nice little fire under your butt for a little while. Um, but that's kind of what it took, right? Cause this oh, yeah. thing was brewing for three months or so yep. and nothing really happened. And then you said, you know what, you know, forget this. I'm, I'm just gonna get this thing done and give yourself 30 days and boom, you did it. So yeah. I think like that's what it takes a lot of times is like for you to create your own urgency. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. a good example. I think especially like setting a date, is so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are very few like um, dates that are outside of your own control. You know, there's like tax day every year, right? We have the end of the year, right? Which could be kind of an arbitrary thing for some people, but um, there's also, you know, like maybe like company goals or business goals or professional goals that you want to hit by the end of the year, by the end of the quarter, end of the month. But most of the time you have to set your own dates and you have to say, okay, I'm going to get this done by this date. Uh, or else I'm not going to be happy with myself or else there might even be some real consequence. Right. But, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really useful tool just putting a date down and then knowing that date and trying to stick to it. Yeah. It's good. Well, cool. Um, any more thoughts that you had that you want to go over or was that pretty much um, it? I don't think so. I think I really just wanted to, you know, I'd been thinking about this one for a while and, um, it was something I felt like not many people talked about. And so I'm just glad to be able to share a couple of tips just to review maybe, the first one was to get in the habit of doing things uh, early and to do things kind of like on a consistent schedule. Number two was a time block. Number three was the two minute rule, which is to kind of um, give yourself something easy to start with. Number four, introduce novelty. Number five, re- uh, remove distractions. Number six, uh, get accountability. And then number seven, create urgency. Am I missing anyone? any of those? No, sir. Cool. That's all I got. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we deeply, deeply appreciate it. Love you guys. See Come you back next one. week, okay? Deuces. Deuces.